0: We're busy with the book of Malachi, and we're still in the book of Malachi. This book was written 400 years before before the New Testament came into being. Uh, 400 years before that, and we'll be in chapter 3. Last week we focused on putting God first in everything. And today we're continuing with our theme for this month, which is Bloom. Bloom with grace. Are you blooming with grace this morning? And uh, and although the title is different, the title is, uh, we're focusing as we bloom with grace on His undivided attention. That's the title of the message here this morning. But let's read from chapter 3, verses 16, to the, and to the end of that chapter, to verses 18. Verse 16, let's read there, uh, together. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in His presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored His name. They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty, in the day when I make up my treasured possession. I will spare them just as in compassion a man spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. His undivided attention, Malachi chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. At the time of the writing, as you've been hearing all the time, Malachi Of Malachi, the book of Malachi, the nation of Israel had strayed from God. Those were dark days indeed. Evil and wickedness abounded. Unbelief prevailed. The majority of people went their own way, giving little attention to the will of God or the ways of God. They laughed at the prophets and showed Utter contempt for the Lord God Almighty. Everything in their lives began to be twisted. Is that where you are? Where you twist everything to suit you, and suit, uh, and suit what you want to do? I have a question here, and this is what we're dealing with. Have you ever wondered whether you have God's undivided attention? Have you ever wondered? Especially those times when things are just out of control. Have you ever wondered whether you have God's attention? Do you think that God is like some of us, so preoccupied that we do not have his undivided attention? I imagine the Lord being preoccupied. I think of myself, you know, when you reach a certain age, you're more preoccupied than other times. eh? I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to talk about that now. But uh, but, uh, just imagine that. The Lord being preoccupied. But you know, He's never preoccupied. And today, more than 7 billion of us have His attention. More than 7 billion had His attention who are not with us anymore. That's the God that we serve this morning. We have His undivided attention. Jesus was always busy. If I think of Jesus. eh? Yet he had time for people. Jesus did more than talk a good talk. Jesus did more than walk a good walk. Jesus did more than just making statements. Jesus made things happen. Jesus is never too busy. The Lord is never too busy for you and I. Are you too busy this morning? Are you busy with whatever it is and not focused on him, so preoccupied? He's never preoccupied. And this morning as we sp- focus on his undivided attention, first of all, he hears those who have the right attitude. Verse 16a, he hears those who have the right attitude. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. The Lord listened and heard. They had reverence and respect for God. If you want things to be different in your life, the number one thing in need of change is not your job, not your circumstances, Not your environment, not your relationships, not even your income. It is you. It is you. You must first change your attitude. Now your attitude can be either good or bad. If you have a negative or bad attitude, you will not conceive or believe that all things are possible. With God, the right attitude will never manifest around you until it is established within you. You have it on your notes there. It's within you, creating within me, that's what David said, a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me, the right you know it's, uh, it, it has to be established already within you before you deal with that issue, before you deal with that problem, the right attitude has to be established in you. Because you're going to make the wrong decision. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to react in ways that are not godly and of the Lord at all. It's going to be your way of reacting. The main thing, someone said, is to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. What's the main thing? Be a doer, in other words. Not a talker. Not a trier, but a doer. What is that? What do we mean by that? The best way to develop a God kind of attitude is by being an example of it. Live it. Let people see it in your life. Don't talk about it. Be that example. And Titus chapter 2, verse 7a says, In everything, set them an example. In everything. We need to set others an example. Live out what you profess. I have met some super positive people. I do, I'm sure you have too. Some super positive people who never accomplished a thing in their lives because they were not Proactive. They were not involved and active and available. And they were not proactive. And you know what what happens when we are not proactive. What happens? We become reactive. Isn't that true? But that's now a story for another day. But I want to say this about us when we think of church. Church is not a spectator sport. It's not a spectator sport. We gather together to serve. Not To observe. Did you hear that? We gather together to serve. Not to observe. They were not practicing what they were speaking about. These believers. It is time for each of us to stop talking about what we are going to do. And as the Nike advert says, just do it just do it a godly attitude will allow you to do what others say cannot be done the right attitude the kind jesus had will allow you to persist in other words to persevere through adversity until you gain the victory no matter what the naysayers and dream stealers are saying But oh, when we think of this now, you're wondering, where am I going when I'm talking about attitude? eh?" It's all about attitude. Isn't it, brothers and sisters? It's about attitude. But now, there are people here who were not spectators. They had the right attitude. Thanks be to God that in that darkened day, when a spiritual awakening was so needed, a few people reflected on the wonders of who we is. And his excellent greatness. They talked about him. They reverenced him. They loved him. And met to discuss the wonderful ways of God. And as they did, what happened? God eavesdropped on them. How do you like that? Do you want the Lord to eavesdrop on you this morning? God eavesdropped. He tuned into their frequency. He strained to hear their remarks. It was like music to his ears. Whatever you are doing, whatever you are saying, is it like music to the ears of the Lord this morning? That is what the Lord does. He listens to our conversations, our prayers, our testimonies. The ears of God strain to hear what the remnant We're saying, we talk about the remnant now somewhere. Who was the remnant there? I can tell you there were three that I know of that was there. Malachi was there. Ezra and Nehemiah, they were there. That's just some of the remnant that was there during that time. Kings were making decrees, but God was listening to his people. Generals were giving orders, but God was listening to a handful of folk. Honoring him, judges were speaking in court, but God was listening to His remnant. Politicians were making speeches, but God was not listening to them. Do you hear know that? His ears were tuned to His faithful followers. In fact, just use your imagination for a moment. He even shushed the angels that he might hear us, hear his people. How many times has the Lord said to the angels, shush, I want to hear what my children are saying. <laughs> That's what happened, there. Eh? When we have these undivided attention, he gave attention to what was going on. He listened very carefully. When you delight in the Lord, you will come to understand that everything about Him is the answer to your longings. If you spend the rest of your life delighting in the immeasurable greatness of God, this will ignite, yes, it will ignite an insatiable desire for more and more of Him. Lord, I want to know you more intimately. Lord, I want to know you more closely. Lord, I want to know you more fully. James 4 verse 8, what does it say? Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And nothing, not even changing circumstances will steal away from you this amazing, never ending delight and joy that you and I possess. May our delight in Him cause us to be a beacon of hope to this generation who is in desperate need of a Savior. Yes. Delight yourselves in the Lord. That's what the psalmist says. Eh? Psalm 37:4. And He will give you the desires of your heart. Delighting in Him far exceeds anything that stretches us to the core. Anything the world has to offer that far exceeds that then we delight in Him. Are you delighting in Him this morning? Is it a joy to serve Him this morning? I want to say that it's fun. It's a joy to serve the Lord. It's a joy to be a, a child of the Lord. It's a joy to live for Him. He's so awesome, He's so great. But then secondly, this morning, He hears those who honor His name. And now we go to 16c, we have to go there. The last part of, of, of verse 16 says, Those who feared the Lord and honored His name. You see that? Honored His name, 16c. It was not easy to stay faithful to God. The days were dark, as we heard earlier. Corruption was everywhere. Where? Hypocrisy abounded. Evil ruled the day. The same could be said of today. It has never been easy to follow God's ways. But God always has a remnant. Did you hear that? A remnant. And this remnant said, Let the world curse God. We will honor His name. They stood for righteousness in a wicked nation. They worshipped regularly. They endured the ridicule of family and friends. You talk about underground uh, people worshipping underground today. It started here in the book of Malachi. How do you like that? Although these people were not underground, but they gave the idea to them that we've got to meet. Yeah, they stood for righteousness in in a wicked nation. And you know, and God looked down on this group of faithful ones and he smiled. (laughs) I want the Lord to smile every day because of what I do for him and the way I live for him. Do you bring a smile to the Lord? When last have you brought a smile to the Lord? (laughs) Someone was prepared to travel 160 kilometers every week to disciple two people and never, never miss that appointment. Today, those two people are seasoned followers of the Lord and they've impacted the world, the globe, for the Lord. Because someone was willing to travel 160 kilometers every week for them. In order to disciple them. Even if it's for one person. I challenge you this morning. Will you honor the Lord. Or cancel the appointment. And fail him. Never cancel that appointment. Go through with it. They were in awe of the Lord. This group of people they encouraged one another they strengthened one another their speech edified one another their speech inspired one another they positively contributed to each other's faith believers let's let's uh, let's positively contribute to one another's faith all the time all the time not not only sometimes But all the time. And I challenge us here this morning. Continue to trust him. To continue to praise and honor him. Continue to adore him. Continue to have fellowship and talk of his goodness, brothers and sisters. Continue to honor him by your words and your life. And when things get heated up, Remain faithful to God, no matter what everyone else is doing. There is so much disregard today for the majesty of God, even among believers. But it was Coritene Boom who said, "We know Coritan Boom." She wrote. She was the author of the Hiding Place. She was part of this old German invasion when, when Hitler was out to destroy all the Jews. And Corrie ten Boom said that many times people would approach her and say, Corrie, what a great faith you have. She smiled when she replied. "What do you think she replied? No, it's not. No. It's what a great God I have. When you said that to others, what a great God I have. What a great father I have. But then suddenly, here this morning, we move on to 16b. We go back a little bit. We have to reverse a little bit, but that's important. We first have to do honor before we do this. Next, uh, and uh, he writes a book now of those wise. The Lord is writing a book of you. Do you realize that? (laughs) He's writing a book of seven billion of us. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? More than seven billion of us, in fact. He's writing a book. <laughs> eh? He writes a book of those who are what? Authentic, not fake. How many times have we heard this? I've preached it so many times. How many times have I mentioned this word? Authentic, not fake. The 16b Malachi tells us that as he eavesdropped on them, the Lord, well, the Lord, uh, the Lord enjoyed listening to them so much that He began to write a book about them. How do you like write He writes down what was said and who said it. When these folk got together in their meetings, they didn't spend time gossiping, criticizing, talking about their problems. They could have, but they chose not to. The times were too dark, so they talked about the Lord. They testified about God's blessings and presence. They spoke of answer to prayer. The world is waiting, brothers and sisters, to see if following Christ means anything to us. Is he real to us? How real is he to you today? How real is your faith in him today? The average believer is concerned only about the bare minimum. Isn't that true? The bare minimum. Lord, just a little bit of you in my life is fine. Lord, I just serve you a little bit. I'll give you the bare minimum of my time. The bare minimum of my life. Is that enough, brothers and sisters? They do not care as much about glorifying his name. They do not care as much about producing fruit for his glory. But God is interested in more of that. God recorded everything in his book while these people were praying and sharing with one another. He recorded everything in his book. And I want to say this. God is still busy recording everything in his book about you and I. God began writing down the names of those who remembered him. Those that honored him. Those that spoke about him. Today, he is writing all across the globe. All around the world, he's writing. He is there with pen in hand, ready to write a book about you and me, you and I. It's not just any book. It's not a novel or a biography. It's a record. And for those who are teachers, a detailed memorandum of you. Did you hear that? A detailed memorandum of you. God kept his watchful eye on them. And their names were even written down on the palm of his nail-pierced hand. Their names are written there. You know, when I think of the Lord, you know, writing us on the palm of His hand. Think about that. You know that verse in Isaiah 49? Is it verse 16? I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. You know, when He writes our name there, it's like he's, he's, He's saying, I see your face. I see you. That's how valuable and important you are to me. It's not just any book. Eh? It's a mem- memorandum. and God kept each watchful eye on them so that he could not forget them. He did not, and he does not want to forget any one of us this morning. Never for a moment its your face and your name Obliterated or erased from the palm of his hand, because he never forgets you. God will not forget those who are His. He will not even forget those who are rejecting Him. He remembers us. I want to say this to you: You may have lived a life so far from Him today, but He remembers you. He is Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there for you today. He's here for you today. God's memorandum about you is on file in his royal collections today. My goodness, brothers and sisters, you are in God's royal collections. You are one of God's royal, let's rather put it in those words, even better. You are one of God's royal collections today. Royal collections. Eh? What more? What more should He do to prove His love? What more should He do to prove how faithful He is? What more should He do to prove His availability? to you and I. What more, brothers and sisters? What more? And that is why our theme for this year is rise up, isn't it? Build up, move forward. It's time for us to rise up. Rise up. And to make a difference for him. And then finally this morning he writes the book of those who are His special treasure. verses 17 to 18. They will be mine, the Lord says. They will be mine. Their lives are bound up in me. Can you see? They will be mine. Their lives, everything about them. It's bound up in me. That's what the Lord says. Oh, what a privilege it is to be His child this morning. Do we realize? But do we really, really, really realize? What a privilege it is to belong to him. Yes, their lives are bound up in me. Everything about them is bound up in me, the Lord. said. They are my special possession. Is there anything better than being God's own possession? To know that God's got your back. No matter the schemes of people. God's got your back. No matter how people try to hurt you. God's got your back, no matter what trial you may be facing. This should motivate you to give him your best all the time. You can face anything this world world may throw at you when you know that God is on your side. For if God be before us romans eight thirty one eh who can be against us? We are precious to our Father. We are His possession this morning. His special treasure. He chose us. He handpicked us from His treasure chest. If you could put it in those words. So that we could shine forth His light in this dark world. You are reflecting the light. The light of who He is on a daily basis if you are His child. Each facet someone says of a diamond reflects the light in a different way. It's probably a different color, say blue, green, yellow, red, something like that. Huh? Each facet of a diamond reflects the light in a different way. I ask you this morning what facet of God's love? What facet of God's grace? What facet of God's faithfulness? What facet of who he is are you manifesting, displaying, reflecting in this world? We should be able, brothers and sisters, to stand up to anything the enemy throws at us because we have the strength that comes from being God's special treasure. You are His special treasure this morning. We are carefully guarded, as it says. It speaks about that there. The Lord will, yeah, in verse 17 in particular, will spare us from so many things. How many things has He spared you from already? <laughs> right? We are guarded and protected by our Father because we are precious to Him. Our Father watches over us each day and protects us in ways that we are not even aware of because we are so valuable to Him. You are God's treasure because you carry within you his power embedded within you. This morning is God's might, God's power, God's dominion. And even, should I put it this way, his creativity or his creative ability. No matter what your present circumstances are. No matter the predicament, the failure, the pain, the rejection. Or whatever you have or currently are going through. Yeah, this this morning. You are valuable. You are valuable. You are valuable to Him. And I challenge you this morning. Because you are valuable. Evict. Illegal occupants in your life and destiny. What are those illegal occupants? Evict illegal occupants in your life and destiny. In other words, get rid of it. Evict low self-esteem. Evict self-pity. Evict misery. Evict negativity. Evict defeatism. Evict inferiority complex. Evict Evict mediocrity. Evict pessimism. Demolish it. Dismantle it from your life. Evict illegal occupants. What are those illegal occupants in your life this morning? Evict them. And then of course finally this word says that will be this there's a distinction between the wicked and the righteous. You will be distinguished, my brother and sister. <laughs> you will be distinguished among them. You will be noticeable among them if you are a follower of the Lord. You see, the wicked practice arrogant speech against God. As we read here, they have contempt for God. Life is about them and earthly treasures. They love to serve self. The righteous practice reverent speech toward God. Whereas the wicked, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's arrogant speech, now the righteous reverent speech toward God. They have a right attitude. They reverence Him. They have a right understanding. I'm not my own. I'm blood-bought. God shed his blood for me. He gave his life, his all for me. They love to serve him and him alone. The righteous talk less and shine, glow and sparkle more and more every day. They exhibit maturity and not foolishness. They refuse to bow. Is that where you are? They refuse to bow to whatever the pressures are. To whatever the crowd is doing. They refuse to bow. But to blaze new ground. Blaze a new trail. New ground. Are you busy blazing a new trail? A new, new ground? As his child this morning. May Jesus become our ultimate treasure. When we talk about treasure here this morning above all other things. Let him be above all other things. Truly he is more precious than anything this world has to offer. Anything this world has to offer. I want to say this as as we conclude. (laughs) It's my final words. His attention is on you today. I'm not going to say that again. Not only his attention, his undivided attention. So on you today. Won't you give him your undivided attention? And your life totally and completely. Amen. Father, thank you for your word this morning. God, you've challenged us. I've been challenged. Even while preparing this, Lord. Even while preaching it, Lord. been challenged. You've been so good to us. You've been so faithful. You've blessed us in so many ways. We cannot count so many blessings that you pour out on our lives. And today, Lord, we just come before you and say, Lord, our focus on you today there's so many things that have happened that have gone wrong but lord our focus remains on you today bless us today lord go before us today we surrender all to you we worship you we honor you we give you all the glory amen if you need to talk to someone there are